and welcome to this edition of The Current Report, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. I'm Damien Fowler. Well, Spotify led earnings this week by reporting its first quarterly profit in a year and a half. The audio streaming giant added 6 million subscribers from June to September, even after raising prices in the same period. Echoing a trend we've seen in the video streaming space, Spotify saw big gains in ad-supported streaming, where revenue in that department grew 16%. And moving from music to retail data, which may be music to marketers' ears, retail media has become one of the hottest innovations in advertising in the past couple of years, turning from a billion-dollar industry in 2016 to now being projected to hit over $61 billion next year, and that's in the US alone. Key to this growth is how retail media fits in with expanding first-party data strategies as marketers push forward to an expected cookie-less future. Now we're seeing retail media hit a new stage of evolution. To break it all down, we're bringing in our reporter Travis Clark, who wrote about the latest in retail media for The Current. Hey, Travis. Hey, Damien. So we know about retail media. We've reported about its explosion before here at The Current, What's the newest shiny toy in the retail media space? I mean, you know, like you said, advertisers really want to leverage the first party data of retail media across other channels, namely CTV, which is another fast growing ad space. And Execa Advertising Week last week even called CTV a rising star of retail media Um, and insider intelligence uh, projects in a recent report that retail media ad spend on CTV will grow to over $5 billion by 2027. So to answer your question, I'd say CTV is that shiny new toy. Yeah. Specifically, why does retail data and CTV look like such a good combo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, I mean, retail media offers so much robust first-party data um, on shopper habits, and it doesn't um, even have to be confined to retailer sites, advertisers, Um, Again, want to utilize that data across their media buying strategies and CTV is um, a booming space. So uh, it makes sense to pair the two and CTV affords pretty precise targeting via programmatic advertising and mixing that with, you know, that first party data is a good match. Yeah, as you mentioned, it fits into that off-site category for retail media. Yeah, the I mean, you know, the vast majority of retail media Advertising still happens on those retailer sites, but um, offsite is growing. Um, you know, thanks to what we've been talking about, the fact that advertiser want, advertisers want to utilize that retail data throughout media buying plans. And you know, it's not just CTV where this can be leveraged across social, digital, out of home, and more. So you know, and all those categories can kind of converge too. Um, you know, one company that comes to mind is Grocery TV. Um, they're tapping into um, in-store retail media s- space. Uh, you know, they place ads on screens and physical stores at the point of purchase and aisles at checkouts and so on. So that would be an off-site category with potential. And retail data is so much more than just purchase data. At least that's what we learned very recently at Adweek New York, where retail data was talked about on many, many panels. But your story goes also into how retail data is being used for predictive modeling. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I went to a panel last week where um, Ellen Mulryan from the Trade Desk was talking about how, you know, it's not just about uh, finding shoppers who 
purchase within specific categories, you can go beyond that. Some retailers can use that data to predict what a consumer might purchase, um, even if they haven't bought anything yet. And, you know, I think this conversation will continue to grow. Um, retail media seems to be in, you know, the early stages, but especially if AI begins to converge with retail media and retail data, I think, you know, like I said, that discussion will grow over the next year and we might, you know, be talking about it at, at more length at next year's Ad Week. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about it at more length. Anyway, thanks, Travis, for those insights. Next, here's our weekly roundup of what's making news across the internet. A new type of commercial has been showing up on streaming channels like Hulu, Peacock and Max. So-called pause ads show up a few moments after a viewer has decided to halt the show they're watching if they need a break. An on-screen graphic might very well pop up, whether it's a chocolate bar or a car insurance ad. Streaming platforms experience hundreds of millions of pauses every day and look at these breaks as yet another opportunity to monetize. And people have loved McDonald's iconic jingle for decades, but how was it created? After McDonald's posted its first ever quarterly loss in 2003, it was looking for a brand infusion. They got it from an unlikely source, a German music production company who came up with a little tune. Two decades later, the jingle has stood the test of time after being reinvented multiple times. And that's it for this edition of The Current. For a deeper dive on all of these stories and more, check out thecurrent.com. And of course, please like and subscribe on YouTube, plus leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. We'll see you next week.